Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. We are sponsored by Lincoln's Pub and have got some amazing food here tonight. If you guys want to chime in, go ahead and go to the Starter Heyman text line. That is 402-464-5685. And we have got Rico on the board and our special (laughs) guest, Nico Schultz. Nico and Rico back at it. So (laughs) I had myself a little story that I wanted to share here since, you know, Rico here was talking about a a Twitter tweet that I ended up missing. And it was about social media. And it it brought me back to a story that I want to share with each and every single one of you, especially for the young men out there who are athletes or in a position of power in any sort of way. So go ahead, sit back, and and listen to this pretty funny story that I have to share. So my senior year of high school, the reason that I got a track scholarship at Nebraska was because I ended up breaking the Illinois uh, 600-meter state record, which really wasn't even that fast. It was only, one, I think, 120, and I ended up running 119. And, you know, there's over, you know, probably like – 100 guys in the country right now running under 120 but anyway in high school I ended up running 119 and it was kind of my first taste of what like what clout was so I I break that record and it was the first time anyone has done in Illinois history and so my social media is blowing up for the first time you know I didn't have that many followers I was a person who loved being behind the scenes I never liked posting I didn't like social media I just liked working hard grinding and then seeing the results but it was my first time really being like hyped up everywhere like milesplit was posting me I think I got onto the front page of like like the actual milesplit website which is extremely difficult to do I was getting offers left and right, Iowa, Penn State, Illinois, Nebraska. It was just coming in waves, right? And, like, at first, I was super happy. It was everything I ever wanted. And then, like, the downfall, like, right after that hit, like, for me, the hard work, um, like, I always was grinding for a scholarship. I was always grinding to get to that point. And once I got there, it was like, dang, like, like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like, I almost felt like, you know, the job was already done when in reality, I haven't done anything yet. You know, like I still had to perform for the rest of my season because that was like one of my first track beats of the year. I still had outdoor season. I still had my senior year of high school. And so when that happened, it was one of the best worst slash best things that ever happened. Because so, uh, for example, I was talking to this one girl and um <laughs> Um, I always really liked her. She was another Division One athlete, but she never gave me like the time of day. But then when I broke that record, bro, when I broke that record, she became my biggest fan. Like as soon as I did it, she wanted to hang out every single day. Uh, she was always calling, texting, checking up on me. That lasted for like I think three weeks, right? And then I ended up, you know, not performing how I used to. I I, I ended up losing a lot of races. Um, just you know, got gassed up. And the next thing you know, she left me for another athlete, bro. And then it just beca- it just came to the point. I was like, dang, she's gone. I'm not running as fast. The social media following isn't the same. Like it was like a, a huge like emotional roller coaster. So like something that um in that moment that I always kind of had to like remind myself of is that like in the moment of like when everything's good that you have to remain humble and that um. J. Cole even said that he said that there's beauty in the struggle and ugliness in the success. And I like ever since then, like I've always kind of lived by that quote. So whenever I do something in track and field, whenever like something goes off on social media, I try my best to just really stay level headed and have tunnel vision on the goal and not let like the outside noise get me. Because to me, social media kind of feels like really fake and, you know, people will make things bigger than what it actually is. So for any of you know the young guys out there, when, whenever you perform, whenever you get to a really high level and a lot of people come back into your life like for example i have um 
a crazy girl that's trying to get back into my <laughs> life after that race. Just, you know, like just random stuff, like random people come out of the shadows whenever you, you know, you do something. And like, if you're not ready for that, and if you're not, you know, if you don't know how to respond, like it's going to really come back to bite you. And you kind of, you got to have like the discipline and the resilience to be like push back and just remind yourself why you're even doing this in the first place, because it's really easy to fall when you're at the top of the mountain, because like, you know, you know how hard it was to get there, but you know, easy come, easy go. It's so easy to fall off. So that was kind of a story that I just wanted to share about, you know, my senior year and how, how tough that was to, you know, have that experience. It was just wild. That was very motivational. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I could go over like and climb Mount Everest right now. Like that's what you made climb me feel. Mount no, but like, it's a good reminder. Like as athletes, like you're not always going to have success. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have bad races. Like you're going to have bad jumps. You're going to not be able to do something like you just need to get over that like you need to remember that you're still an athlete you're still here for a reason and that you just need to keep pushing forward so that was really amazing i'm sorry that you lost the girl though <laughs> really sorry it's all good all well ends okay i mean she's cool like i said we still talk a little bit she's cool it's all cordial now but i mean it was just funny in the moment looking back at it, i was like man i got really left because i ran slower than you know what i did at did this she time reach or... back out to you this weekend uh no because After she's an, no she's a she's another division one athlete too so like she's she's a baller as well so but actually yeah, she did reach out. <laughs> After you win Big Tens, I bet she'll be asking you to marry. <laughs> uh, something like that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just how it is. You just got to be ready for it, you know? And so, like, whenever you have your first moment, wherever you, you get to the top, I and mean, you've already probably felt it with, like, the Twitter success and, like, all the social media fame. It's just different when, like, you've kind of never experienced that before and you don't really know what to do with it. I mean, when I first did it, like, I was so anxious to be, like, I have to stay here. Like, I have to do everything possible to get here. And then, like, you lose and it's like, dang, like, nobody cares about you no more. Like, you know, you're not at the top of the mountain you're not popping no more like it's a it's a bad feeling like be like but at the same time it's really cool because it opened my eyes to like what it's like to you know get to the top and like what is what it is with social media like i don't know to me it's just it's just really fake and um i don't know it's just yeah it's a it's a funny topic to me yeah social media is very fake but i feel like it influences our life so much it does like it, it does. influences like what you say sometimes how you dress or like it might change like your personality yeah which i find is so stupid like i wonder if, like i wish we kind of lived in a world where like, there wasn't social media but then yeah. i would like regret that too because like i like social media like i like getting myself out there like you wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have social media 100 percent. i mean that was just the time period you were born you know i mean your parents didn't have social media your parents i mean you grew up half probably half your life without social media right yeah kind of sort of kind of sort of facebook so, I mean, uh, myspace was the thing when i was MySpace. Up. back then you know i was putting the music on there customizing it and i thought i was a coder you know coder. Making, making my myspace all, all <laughs> futuristic and great but that was that was as much social media it wasn't really talking to each other it was just oh look at my myspace page look at my my top <laughs> friends like you weren't really talking to each other you know messages back and forth aol you know mm. sending emails back and forth like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what i was and then you know facebook started blowing up twitter started blowing up and it's that's kind of like when I was in high school. So I've had it for a while, but it wasn't, you know, I, I, I never had to deal with an NIL deal or, NIL. or, or blowing up on social media to try and get that. Or TikTok. <laughs> we had fine when I was in college. All right. Vine. <laughs> Yo, Vine was uh, nice. young bloods. <laughs> young bloods. Yeah. We were definitely were the kind of, you know, everyone in this room is kind of like the last generation to, to experience life without social media. I mean, mm-hmm. me and you were probably like, what one of I come out 2012 2013 something like that something like that so like we were probably like 10 years old nine years old right when that kind of came out right wait wait, when were you born 2002 2004 baby 2004 no but like someone was talking to me about a (laughs) cd disc oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) but someone was talking to me about a cd disc and I was like I don't think I've seen one of those in like a long time when was the last time you used a cd disc I had a, I have a really old I had a really old school car where I had a, the only way I could play music was putting in CD disc mm-hmm. but that was like 2017. That's crazy. 
I, so I have a pack of CDs in my car right now. There's something about and old I school, have man. A, and I have a CD player, and I just every once in a while <laughs> we'll sit there. My my wife has this mix that she made when she was in middle school, so we pop that in, and we're just <laughs> reminiscing. We're like, man, this is great. This, <laughs> this is dope. These are some amazing songs. That is so. Funny. Hey, ten years down the road, I mean, we're gonna be looking back maybe at these iPhones and being like, man, like you know. These used to be a thing back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, who's who's to tell what it's going to be in the next 10, 20 years? I mean, every, I feel like every single year there's something new that's going on, you know? Literally, it's crazy. So, Megan, can you go ahead and tell us about what you thought about Rihanna's Super Bowl performance last night? What do you think night? about Rihanna? Okay, well, the first thing that popped in my head, I'm sitting next to my roommate, Quincy mm-hmm. Hubert. Quincy. And I was like, she's pregnant. <laughs> and then Quincy's like, no, she just had a baby three months ago. I was right. like, she totally looks pregnant. And then I go on TikTok and I literally saw... Someone saying having that exact same conversation, but yeah, I thought the Super Bowl like some people said it was really good. Mm-hmm. I was expecting like a special guest or like a little something spicier, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Like it was Rihanna, man. What did you think? That was dope. I thought Rihanna. I think she needs to drop that album. But other than that, I think I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Rihanna's dope. Rihanna's dope. She's gorgeous, man. She's so gorgeous. ASAP's lucky dude. Literally, but yeah, I was expecting someone special to show up, but no one ever did. Who? Who would you have liked to show it up to make it special? Honestly, Young Gravy. Get out of here. I don't think he's ever going to perform at the Gravy Super Bowl, but I would like Young Gravy. Oh, my. Cancel the show. If Young, <laughs> if young Gravy would have performed at the Super Bowl, I would have lost it. That's almost, that's almost as bad as oh. the fact that LMFAO performed at the Super Bowl. What? Once. Yeah. What Super Bowl? I don't remember which one, but they were a special. They were a special what? guest. Somebody brought them on. I don't remember who it was. I'll have to look it up again. But LM, LMFAO can say that they have performed at a Super Bowl. Stop. I don't even know who that is. Like, I'm sexy and I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Every day know. I'm shuffling. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like there's no way. They're, ju- they're a joke. They're a joke yeah. and they know and they know they're a joke. Okay, but back in like 2011, they weren't a joke. Oh, they were I mean, popping. Like, they were, but, <laughs> but like they're wearing like all these colorful clothes. Dude has like the, the, the stringiest afro I've ever seen. Like <laughs> it's it was just a mess. But yeah. everybody loved it. So I don't know. But they've been at a Super Bowl. Has Drake ever performed at a Super Bowl? No, he has not. Why? I don't think he will. Why? I don't know. I just don't feel like he will. I thought Jay-Z was going to pop on stage. I did, too. Because he was there. I saw he was there. He was just watching, though. <laughs> he was just watching. That's crazy. Yeah, but it was a good game last night. Yeah. The NFL script went crazy that game. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. What did you – What did you still have a video, right? What? I feel like you, I, you saw that video, right? What video? On Twitter about the NFL script. No. You haven't? Have it you was seen a, the script? It was, a, it was a former player or a current – no. Former. former player. Former. Who was talking about how – and I'm like 99% sure he was joking. <laughs> um, like 99.9999 like there's no script you can't script half the things that happen yes, you can. but he was saying that the NFL hands the players scripts every year before the season starts and they know oh this is what's going to happen this week this is what's going to happen this week and they, they have to make that happen and my thought process is there's no way that Alex Smith saw the script <laughs> and that it said hey you're going to break your leg you're almost going to lose your leg and you're never going to play football again uh, in after week 7 and he was just like cool i'm not gonna tell anyone like no there's no way there's a direction there's a direction that you're supposed to go that one was not in the that wasn't in the script it just happened it just happened you know but matt ryan matt ryan saw the script like you're gonna get to the super bowl you're gonna be up 28 to 3 and then you're gonna lose See, but something like that to me like can actually happen like that's not to build brady's legacy you're not scripting that no I don't know. Some, That's just a bad Falcons team. There's some questionable calls. Like sometimes the refs, they really script some stuff, and like we could really get into like the. I'm deep, not going like, to say script, but I, you know, if the refs have money on it, that's totally different than a script. I don't know. We can get into like the origin, of, like what the NFL is. I mean, like it's entertaining. If you go back, like you know, two thousand thousand years ago, I mean, like gladiators fought each other inside of super domes, and people found it entertaining. Like yeah. mid of mid of mid. 
medieval times like stuff people like, like that people like violence people love yeah. violence even if it means like getting injured and yeah. having like the brain damage well, and stuff the thing. like if that if somebody like, gets hurt it makes it better it makes it better not to me but that's what people think they're like oh, i want to if somebody gets hurt they're like it's you know it's like car crash you can't turn away from it people like controversy it's in a my problem. opinion people like controversy and people like um like things that make them feel a certain type of way that's why i listen to her music that's why rihanna was on stage performing because she's one of the best performers in the world and people love her because she makes great music like i don't know it's just crazy how humans function sometimes, you know? That's crazy. People are a problem. <laughs> People are a problem. This planet, this planet. <laughs> we, need to find, we need to find a new one. That's something, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, like, even when you were saying about, like, the ref thing, like, I know there's a lot of controversy on, like, refs this year for the football season. Like, I feel like we even have that for track. Yeah. Like, two weekends ago, I got de- DQ'd because I stepped on the line. What? Was that two weekends ago? I did not know that. What happened? What race? Wait, so the meet before... Was it Frank's Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. Frank's I My time didn't count because I was stepped on the line. Was it a four, right? Yeah. And then the four by four, I DQ'd us as well. What? Yeah. What, was that living under a tunnel? What happened? You must have been. What? Okay, describe when, when it was. When did you step on the line? I'm not sure. Really? I'm not sure. And you just do it with the red flag like you were just done? Just threw the red flag. Well, I ran the whole race and then they told me I was done. <laughs> and then I ran were the you, whole race. You were in your lane the whole time? or did you I like to, to think I was because I didn't remember like, stepping on the line. Three. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the, that is always the worst. Yeah. You, you run the whole thing, and then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> mm-hmm. that didn't count. Yeah. Oh, they, that same thing happened to me at Inter-Squad my freshman year. I broke the 800-meter Inter-Squad record with, like, a 152, and then they the refs came up to me after, and they said, if that was a real race, that race would not have counted because you stepped in the line, I think, three times before the break. And I'm like, could you imagine running 800 meters, breaking a record, and, like, looking up, and, like, DNF? Or, like, <laughs> like ugh, ugh, I would be sick to my stomach. And there was even a case, too, that I saw of a high school kid, like, a high school state champion. Um, it, it wasn't the state meet, but he, you know, he ran. It was he, to qualify for state, It was to qualify for state sectionals, right? And he's crossing the line. He throws his hands up, celebrating, going crazy. And next thing you know, um, the, the officials disqualified this kid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're disqualifying somebody for throwing their hands up in track and field, I feel like, you know, the, like, Track's already a dying sport as it is. That's not gonna help. <laughs> but in order, like, in order to kill it, like, do stuff like that consistently. Like, I just feel like we need a new spark to track and field. Like, like, I don't know. Football is doing so amazing right now. So many different sports are doing so amazing. Like, basketball is still still going strong. But I feel like for us, like, it's so difficult to get people entertained because track's a beautiful sport. We've been running since the dawn of time, and like, I just don't know how to get it to how it was back in like the eighties and nineties. You know, like, I genuinely don't know how to get track like back to the top. I don't know. Any thoughts? Any thoughts about how we can get track back? Do you think NIL is helping or hurting track? I think NIL is actually, like, helping. Because, like, I never would have known about Tori if she was, like... If she wasn't wasn't as big as she was. Right. Like, I feel like Jess and Ashley, like, they are getting out there because of NIL. Right. So, like, it's a blessing. But it can also be, like, hard for some athletes. But, yeah, like, when... Like girls in the Olympics have great success. Like Abby Steiner, I think about like when she has great success and everyone looks at her and like then everyone's like, hey, like there's a track girl. But like we're just looked at as Nico and Megan. (laughs) Nico and Megan. But like, like okay, that's us comparing ourselves to an Olympian. That's Mm -hmm. us comparing ourselves to an NCAA record holder. I mean, just like think about like the people you know back in high school who who their 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 last competition was at the state meet or at the conference meet or maybe they didn't even make it that far. I mean, like Mm -hmm. think about how they're looking up to you. I mean, I just remember being in high school and I was looking at you know the past guys who you know on the banners who won state who went to state who went on collegiately and then like like there's just levels to it you know like like you got to always like respect each and every single part of your journey because you never know when your next competition is going to be like i don't know i just think it's super powerful and i used to always compare myself to like different people like oh my gosh like this guy's so much faster like he's in college like like i don't know i just feel like if you really hone in and believe in yourself like throughout the whole entire process like you're going to get 
way farther than you ever dream of, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like as a freshman, like I'm kind of seeing these people and I'm like, oh, like I'm going to target to be kind of like not like them, but I'm going to like target like maybe my goal is like 150,000 followers. Right. Like I feel like those people are helping me like believe in myself and like give me goals to set. Right. So like, which is really nice. I mean, everybody starts somewhere, you know, that's like if you don't set goals and if you don't believe in it, it's never going to happen. If you're, if you say that you can't do it and if you say you can do it, you're right either way. Like You should write a book, Nico. You write a book. <laughs> you're right so, either way. So inspirational. So inspirational. <laughs> I'm just saying, what? man, we're on the podcast. We're on the podcast. You got to, I don't know, whoever's out there listening to this, man, you just, I don't know. I talk so at least one person, one person can listen. Be at like, least if you help one person, spitting. they've done a good job. Spit. done a great job. That's, <laughs> that's the second segment. We'll get to the third and final segment up next. Yes, on sir. Speed and Power, 93.7 The Ticket.